Well, please take your Bibles and turn with me at this time to the book of Galatians. We're in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. Our message series this summer is on the fruit of the Spirit and growing more like Jesus. We've learned that's what the fruit of the Spirit is all about, right? Growing to be more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so far, we've looked at the first three fruit, love, joy, and peace. Uh, Today, we come to the fruit of patience. Patience. So in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, please stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the Word of God. Let us pray. Well, Lord, we all confess right from the start this morning, we need more patience. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that we would heed your word this morning, the, the encouragement and the instruction that you give us. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would indeed grow the fruit of patience within us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Have you ever prayed what I like to call the patience prayer? The patience prayer goes like this. Lord, give me patience and give it to me now, right? That's the patience prayer. Give it to me now. You know, patience is hard to come by. And when we don't have it, we don't even want to wait for it, right? We are an impatient people, which means we often rush into things. We are short with other people, and we miss out on the various lessons God has for us while we are waiting. You know, patience is part of love. Uh, Remember, we said that love is the first fruit of the Spirit that contains all the other fruit. Patience is part of love. In fact, when Paul gives us his famous description of love in 1 Corinthians 13, he starts this way. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. Isn't it interesting that the very first word Paul uses to describe love for us is patience. It's the exact same word we have here in Galatians 5 describing the fruit of the Spirit. It's a word that means to bear patiently with other people's faults and offenses, to be long-suffering with both people and circumstances. This is the first characteristic of love because it is totally unconditional. Patience is choosing to love the other person not because of who they are, but in spite of who they are, in spite of what they do to you or have done to you. It is a love which understands the frailties of human nature and refuses to take offense. It is a love which sees the potential in people and does not demand instant maturity or growth. It is a love which continues to desire the best for others even when it is slandered or abused. It is a love remarkably like our Lord's, isn't it? It's God's love. Patience in the Bible includes the ideas of endurance, 
steadfastness, perseverance. It also includes the idea of being slow to anger. And then, of course, the Bible also talks about that waiting part, the waiting part. We'll get to that as well. You know, if love has to do with your attitude and joy has to do with your emotions and peace has to do with your mind, patience has to do with your reactions. Remember, we, we're working through that sheet with all those statements, one for each of the fruit of the Spirit. Here's this week's statement. I will grow in patience as I allow the Spirit to govern my reactions. My reactions. Patience has to do with how you react to the people and circumstances in your life. You know, life is full of obstacles, And we can either fret or fume our way through all of them, or we can learn God's way of patience. So let's take a look at the fruit of patience together. There is an outline in your worship guide. I encourage you to take that out to follow along. First, we want to see what the Bible tells us about patience and God. Patience and God. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is a picture of Jesus Jesus is the perfect reflection of God the Father, and so we expect to find each of the fruit of the Spirit reflected, displayed in God's perfect character. And praise God, He is a God of patience. We see that in a number of ways. First, the Bible tells us that God is patient with history. That's the one that we don't often think about, mostly because we inhabit such a small slice of history ourselves, we don't often think about the big picture. But God is patient with history. God has a plan, and he sovereignly works out that plan throughout history. He allows the events of this world to unfold slowly. He gives both people and nations, plenty of time to repent. He is never in a hurry, never rushing things, yet also never lagging behind. One particularly beautiful example of this is uh, God sending Jesus, his son, into the world. We read in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, but when the time had fully come, that's when God sent his son, right? And even though God made this promise centuries before, and people waited for this for centuries, they waited for it, they looked for it, they longed for it. God waited until the perfect time to send his son Jesus into the world to be our savior. And he will wait again until the perfect time for Christ to return. God can be perfectly patient with history because God himself is outside of time. He is outside of time. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Author John Bloom writes, we prefer to measure time in minutes rather than months, but the ancient of days measures time by millennia. And things seem to take a long time for us, but God is patiently working his plan, and we need to trust his timing. 
God is not only patient with history, he's patient with us. Isn't that a good thing? He's patient with us. You know, we all deserved immediate judgment for our sin. All of us. The wages of sin is death. There's no reason why that should be delayed. We deserved immediate judgment for our sin. But what did God do? God patiently waited for us to come to him. In fact, it is God's patience and loving kindness that leads us to repentance to begin with. Romans chapter 2 describes it this way. Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance? 2 Peter 3.9 puts it this way. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And so, yes, people may mock God. They scoff about the second coming of Christ. But the only reason Jesus hasn't returned yet is because of God's patience. God is patient with history and God is patient with us. And then, of course, Jesus, as God's son, demonstrated the fruit of patience in his life while he was here on earth. He was patient with sinners. He was patient with his disciples. He patiently endured the sufferings of the incarnation and the cross. We read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, we're told to do this. We're told, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. There's that word endurance. Remember, patience has to do with perseverance and endurance. Endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is presented in Scripture for us as our perfect example of patience, endurance, perseverance. So those are some of the things the Bible tells us about patience in God. Next, we want to see what does the Bible tell us about the things that try our patience, okay? The things that try our patience. There are many things that try our patience. After the first service, one woman went out and said, my cat tries my patience, okay? So there's many things that try our patience, but the three big ones, the three big ones are waiting, suffering, and people. Okay, we'll get to that one, okay? Waiting, suffering, and people. Let's talk about waiting first. Who here loves to wait? How many of you just love to wait for things? Oh, wow, I've actually got some hands up. That's amazing. I'm going to put my hand down, okay? Life is full of waiting, isn't it? Waiting for traffic lights. Waiting in lines. Waiting for appointments. Waiting for test results. Waiting for answers to prayer. Waiting is a part of life. And here's the thing. You cannot get rid of the waiting, but you can change how you react to the waiting. Remember, patience has to do with your reactions. I will grow in patience as I allow God's Holy Spirit to govern my reactions. 
Now, the big question surrounding waiting is how long, right? How long? I bet you I'll get a few more hands on this one. How many of you have ever asked God that question, how long? How long, O oh Lord? Okay, a lot more of us have asked that one. You're not alone. The phrase how long appears in the Bible 65 times. 22 of those, one-third of them are all in the book of Psalms. Sometimes it's us asking God, sometimes it's God asking us, but it is a frequent question that appears over and over again in the Scripture. How long? So how do we do it? How do we deal with the waiting? Well, the secret secret to dealing with waiting is we need to learn to trust God's timing. God's timing. Psalm 30, verse 5 tells us, Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Trust God's timing. Lamentations 3 says, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Romans 8 tells us, hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So anytime we find ourselves asking the how long question, we need to wait on the Lord and learn to trust his timing. Then another thing that tries our patience in life is Suffering, And when I say suffering, this really includes really any type of hardship or obstacles or adversity in your life. And if the big question surrounding waiting is, how long? The big question surrounding suffering is, why? Right? How many have asked that? Why? And sometimes we learn why, but you know, sometimes we never learn the answer to that question in this life. And so we need to be patient. And here we need to learn to trust God's purposes. God's purposes. Romans 12.12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. James 1.2-4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance or develops patience, perseverance, endurance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Pastor Lloyd Ogilvie writes, patience must be rooted in an overarching confidence that there is someone in control of the universe or world and our life. We need to know that God does work things together for good for those who love him. A patient person knows the shortness of time and the length of eternity. Patience is really faith in action. No wonder it is called an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. It is one of the matchless characteristics of Christ himself. If we would learn patience, he alone can teach us. And so anytime we find ourselves... Uh, asking the why question. We need to be patient in suffering and learn to trust God's purposes. Waiting tries our patience. Suffering tries our patience. 
And then a third thing that tries our patience. Oh boy. People, right? People. People try our patience. And if waiting prompts the question, how long? And if suffering prompts the question, why? People prompt the question, how in the world, right? How in the world can people be so frustrating? How can they be so maddening? How in the world am I supposed to be patient with them? Well, remember, you're a people too. You ever think of that? People got to be patient with you. It's like complaining about being stuck in traffic. You're not in traffic. You are traffic, okay? It's the same thing with patience. We're all part of the problem. So what does God tell us about patience with people in his word? Ephesians 4.2 tells us, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Colossians 3.13 says we should bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. If the secret to patience in waiting is learning to trust God's timing, and the secret to patience in suffering is learning to trust God's purposes, the secret to patience with people is learning to love people as they are. See, people aren't going to change, so you need to instead. Husbands, you need to be patient with your wives, and wives, with your husbands. Parents, you need to be patient with your children, and children with your parents and with each other. Bosses, you need to be patient with your workers and workers with your bosses and with each other. Friends, neighbors, church members, even strangers, we all need to be patient with each other. And you also need to learn to be patient with yourself. St. Francis de Sales wrote, Have patience with all things, but chiefly have patience with yourself. Do not lose courage in considering your imperfections, but instantly set about remedying them. Every day begin the task anew. Sometimes we can be harder on ourselves than anyone else. And you may have given up on yourself this morning, but please know that God will never give up on you. Be patient with yourself. So waiting, suffering, people, these are the things that try our patience, okay? These are all tests of our patience. It's often been said that you will keep getting the same tests in life until you pass them. And so if you're tired of getting the same tests over and over again, maybe it's time to start learning patience so you can pass the test next time it comes around. So how do we do that? How do you do it? How do you grow in patience? And even though patience is ultimately a fruit of the Spirit, in other words, it's something that God does, it's something that God grows in you, there are a number of things you can do to kind of help that fruit along, okay? So let's take a look at four things that we can do to grow in patience. One thing you can do is simply remember how incredibly patient God is with you. 
Oh boy, that will make a world of difference if you simply remember how patient God has been with you. We read from Psalm 103 earlier, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. God loves us as we are. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 1.16, he says, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. God is incredibly patient with each one of us. He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. He has unlimited patience with us as we stumble and fall and as we we try our best to grow in him as Christians. God is love, therefore God is patient because patience is the first word in the description of love. It's the first thing you can do to grow in patience. Simply remember how incredibly patient God is with you. And then a second thing you can do to grow in patience is to focus on heaven and the glories to come. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 17 and 18 says this, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You see, when you focus on eternity, you gain a better perspective on your troubles and trials in this life. Notice Paul calls them light and momentary troubles. You might say, well, Paul, you don't know the troubles I'm going through. They are not light. They are not momentary. Well, Paul calls them that not because they are light and momentary in relation to this life. Okay? I mean, here Paul's talking about his troubles, his light and momentary troubles. You want to hear what Paul's light and momentary troubles were? Paul was put in prison. He was flogged severely, exposed to death again and again. Five times he received the 40 lashes minus one. Three times he was beaten with rods. One time he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. He spent a night and a day in the open sea. He often went without sleep. He knew hunger and thirst and often went without food. He knew what it was like to be cold and naked. And Paul calls all of these his light and momentary troubles. Why? Not because they are light and momentary in relation to this life, but because they are light and momentary in relation to eternity. James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8 says this. We sang that beautiful song, Seasons, during our praise and worship time, which picks up in this verse. It says, Be patient then, brothers. Be patient until the Lord's coming. Then he gives us an illustration. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. See how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Christ is coming soon. And when he comes, all of the troubles and trials of this life will be over and done with. So that's a second way you can grow in patience. Focus on heaven. Focus on eternity and the glories to come. 
A third way you can grow in patience is to be slow to anger. It's interesting, in the Greek language, the Greek word for patience, it's a combination of two words. The first word means long, and the other word means temper. You put them together, you get long temper, long tempered, slow to anger. In other words, the Greek word for patience literally means long tempered, slow to anger. Now we know God is slow to anger. Psalm 103.8 says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger abounding in love. God is slow to anger, so as we lean on him to grow in patience, we can be slow to anger as well. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. It says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. When it comes to anger, the fruit of patience is similar to another fruit of the Spirit, one we haven't gotten to yet, the fruit of self-control. So we're going to explore this whole idea of being slow to anger even further when we get to the fruit of self-control. That's actually the last of the fruit of the Spirit in our series. So remember God's incredible patience to you. Focus on eternity and the glories to come. Be slow to anger and then Finally, as with all the fruit of the Spirit, don't forget to pray about it, right? All the fruit of the Spirit come from God, so ask God to develop His fruit of patience in your life. Paul prayed uh, this for us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. He prayed, May the Lord direct your heart into God's love and Christ's patience or perseverance. Ask God to develop the fruit of patience, endurance, perseverance in your life. Bottom line is this, God is patient with us, and so we need to be patient with each other. Impatience leads to unnecessary stress, conflict, and worry. We need to slow ourselves down and learn to trust God's timing. We need to stop fighting everything around us, right? And learn to trust God's good purposes. And we need to stop letting other people push all of our buttons, right? And learn to love other people just the way they are. I will grow in patience as I allow the Spirit to govern my reactions. My prayer prayer for you this morning, for me, for all of us, is that you will examine your reactions to people and circumstances in light of God's word, that you will seek to emulate God's incredible patience with you, that you will seek to eliminate hurry from your life as you learn to trust God's timing and purposes. I pray that you will ask God to help you grow more like Jesus when it comes to patience in your life. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, we thank you for your word. It gives us so much guidance and encouragement and instruction in this area. And Lord, this is an area we all need to grow in. And so, Lord, this is why you've given us your Holy Spirit, to help us to grow more like Jesus. Lord Jesus, we want to be patient like you. Heavenly Father, we want to be patient like you. Lord, help us to be patient in waiting, patient in suffering. 
Patient with people. Lord, grow this beautiful fruit of patience in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.